It's good to be with you today. Thank you to everyone that's joining us online, and thank you uh, just for being here. What a great opportunity is. I know, I know that uh, I, I thank you for being here, but it's a gift to be here, isn't it? Isn't it good to worship God together? And, and I'm just so thankful. Um, I'm thankful for working microphones. I'm thankful for you guys. You look good. You sound good. And I'm thankful for, for Jesus today. Uh, what, what a great blessing we have in him. I, I just want to remind you next week, uh, we're, we're going through the Advent series and we got hope, we got peace, we've got joy and love. So last week we talked about hope, today we're talking about peace, and next week we have the little drummer dude, which is our kids' uh, Christmas musical, and so you're going to see joy, and it, it's going to be fun to watch, and so I want to invite you back for that. Um, but today I do, we're, we're going to talk about peace. Last week we talked about hope, and I want to say thank you to all of you, because at the end of service last week we asked you to respond, and, and I know it was a little bit, you know, confusing maybe, but then this week we were just flooded with people responding about what it means to live as a people of hope. And if you look down on the hope board down there, you may not be able to see it from where you're sitting, but um, I, I want to just encourage you, maybe after service, uh, maybe not while I'm speaking, but any other time, you can walk up there and you can read just what people um, have sent in and, and, and just how we are being called to live the hope of Christ and the world around us. And, and today we're gonna respond again. Um, but today we're talking about peace. And so I'll start, let's be a little interactive today. I want you to start by thinking about what does the word peace mean to you? Start thinking about it. What does the word peace mean to you? Now I want you to turn and I want you to share with somebody else what, what you think of when the word peace is said. If you're online, you can type it in, but go ahead, let's, come on, mingle a little bit. If you're, if you just, hey, if you don't want to talk to somebody else, that's okay. If you want to be at peace with yourself, just share it with yourself, it's cool. What does peace mean to you? I know, uh, I know for me, you guys can keep talking, it's okay. Um, for me, uh, when I hear the word peace, I think a night without the kids. <laughs> yeah, there's just not a whole lot of peace in a house with four boys. There's just not a lot of peace in there. Uh, my, my youngest, Jack, he just like always is running around hitting me. He's always running and hiding, and then he'll run by and hit me in the back. There's just no peace. And so when I think of peace, I think of like, hey, just a night without the kids, right? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I'm alone in this, but I doubt I am. Um, do you guys ever just get, you know, weary of all of the craziness, like all the busyness? I found myself lately, and, and this isn't like, I, there's nothing wrong with me, I don't think, but like, I found myself recently just like kind of dreaming or thinking or, or kind of wishing for an opportunity to just like get away and just be away from all the craziness and just enjoy, I, I even have it all like pictured, it's like in a mountain, it's a cabin, there's snow on the ground, and I've got a fire. Fires are peaceful to me. I love just staring at a fire and seeing it burn. And I just like, I don't know, lately, anyone else with me? Like you just, you know, things are crazy. And sometimes I just think about like that peace, that peacefulness, and, and I, uh, I just kind of long for it. Last week when I asked you what your wish list was in this season, uh, several people said peace. Peace is something that is really lacking in the world around us. I want you to know today that we came to worship the Prince of Peace. 
Last week we talked about the hope that Jesus brings, but today we light the Advent candle of peace because we celebrate, we anticipate the Prince of Peace coming. Today I want you to know you don't need a log cabin, you don't need a night without the kids, you can have peace in Jesus Christ today. And, and so um, last week um, it, we, we talked about this and this week we'll talk about it again that it, last week we said that, that hope is not something that we look forward to, it's not something that we're just meant to sit around and wait for that one day we're gonna have hope but that we actively live as a people of hope, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and so that we can live in hope every single day. The same thing is true today. We wait for the Lord. Advent is a season of preparation, preparing our hearts for the coming King. We, we know Jesus came long ago. We know he's coming again and his kingdom is fully coming. And so we wait, but we do not wait passively. You're gonna hear this in the text today. We live for the kingdom right here, right now. Hope, peace, joy, love are not something that we sit around and say, one day we'll experience those. The Spirit is filling us. If we are followers of Christ, His Spirit is in our lives and we can live those things out today. And so we're going to look at <clears throat> Isaiah 26. And I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 9, and then I'm going to read verses 12 and 13. And so I'd like you to stand with me and, and let's just... Let God's word speak to us today. <coughs> you can follow along as I read Isaiah 26, a song of praise. It says, in that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and cast it down to the dust. Feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. But the path of the righteous is level you, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait on you. Your name and renown are the desires of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. Now we jump down to verse 12. Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Lord our God, other lords beside you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. You can have a seat. So this is a, this is a song, this is a prophecy from Isaiah, and, and this is a song that's to be sung in the day, the one day. We've talked about the one day. And I told you earlier, we're not meant to just wait for the one day, but this song is a prophecy for the one day. One day, this is for the people of God. One day there will be a strong city. Its walls will be salvation. And so one day the Lord's city will be there. But, but I, I want us to understand that this is not, I mean, it, you heard this in the text. It talks about the one day. It talks about what God does for us, but it also talks about how we are to live Today, think about this, the people of God, if you read through the Old Testament, 
um, you, you would see that the people of God had had a very up and down life. They had good days when they trusted in God and everything was is good, and then they had bad days where they, they, they went their own way and things got messed up and chaotic. And it was like the people of Israel, the, the Lord's people, kind of had lived like this. And so this prophecy says, hey, one day we're going to sing together because there's a strong city, salvation, or its walls. And so I, I want us to work through this. This is a message not only about the one day, but about how we live today in anticipation and preparation for the one day, the strong city. So I'm going to pick it up in verse 3. He says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. There's two parts of this, two parts of this verse. Number one, you will keep in perfect peace. We talked about what, what peace means to you. I don't know what you shared with each other. For me, I shared a night without kids, maybe a log cabin, snow on the ground, fire, all that good stuff. This says you will keep in perfect peace. I want you to get a, a picture of this. This is not talking about quietness. This is not talking about a night without the kids. This is not talking about a nice fire in a log cabin in the woods and nothing on your schedule. This is talking about perfect peace. The words here used, it's actually the same word used twice. The word is, you will keep in shalom, shalom, those who are steadfast, who trust in you. Shalom, shalom. Now let's talk, you heard a little bit about it in the, the Advent reading, that shalom is much more than just peace. It's much more than just quietness. It's much more than just the absence of chaos. It is, it's wholeness. It's completeness, it's soundness, it's well-being, it's peace. And so the beginning of this says, you will keep in perfect peace, in shalom, shalom. There's the emphasis there. We'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. But it's talking about this completeness. We all know that the world around us lacks peace, right? We all know there's brokenness and pain in the world around us. The, the word shalom, actually, if, if you look into the kind of the Old Testament roots, an idea of shalom is, is if you had something taken from you or stolen from you and you were incomplete, then shalom would be being made whole, being made right. It's when you, you are as you should have been. And so it's not just quietness, it's not just, you know, peacefulness and absence of chaos. It's wholeness. It's completeness. We obviously can see in the world around us that there is an absence of something. I want you to know that we were not created for the brokenness and the pain in the world around us. That happened when we chose our own way. Adam and Eve, they chose their own way. They, they, they said, God, we're going to do it our way. And in that moment, sickness and death entered the world. And ever since, it's like the whole has been broken, and there's this, there's this incompleteness to it. And every single one of us has been born into a world of chaos and disorder. But let's be really honest today. Every single one of us was born with a selfish, sinful nature, and we have all added to that chaos 
We've all chose our own way at times and made it worse. And so there's this, I want you to get this picture. We were created for wholeness, for holiness, for worship, for communion with the almighty God, the creator God. But there's this brokenness as if something's been stolen. And every day you know this, that, that things are trying to steal your peace, situations, people, sickness, all of these different things exist and they want to steal our peace and our wholeness. But we worship today the Prince of Peace. We, we worship today the Savior that came and gives us wholeness and gives us peace and restoration. And so I will keep in perfect peace those who trust and me, shalom, shalom. This is not just quietness. It's not just an absence of conflict, but perfect peace is not dependent on circumstances. See, sometimes I think we view peace as, hey, peace would be if all of the trouble around me just went away, if it just stopped. That's not what this is talking about. The Prince of Peace didn't come to just make everything, you know, perfect. Obviously, we know Jesus came and we see the world around us is broken, right? Jesus offers us more than just a quiet night or an absence of chaos. Jesus offers us perfect peace, shalom, shalom, wholeness. And so it's not dependent on the circumstances around us. Um, the Advent devotional today, it, there is a few of them left up here. If you haven't grabbed one and you want to follow along with us, you can grab one after service. But the Advent devotional today has some words from a hymn um, that, that's just a really amazing hymn. It is well. It is well with my soul. That's today, one of today's readings. I don't know if you've ever heard the story of, of that hymn, but it's an incredible story. If you've heard it before, it's probably worth hearing again. But it's the story of Horatio Spafford. He lived in, in America in the late 1800s. He was wealthy, he was successful. Um, he had a son and four daughters and a wife and everything was going pretty well until 1871 when there was a great fire in the city of Chicago and, and he lost most of his fortune. And then not long after that, his only son died of sickness. And so Horatio went from this place of everything being good, maybe like having peace because things are good, to all of a sudden things are going really poorly. He's lost his fortune. He's lost his son. And so he decided, you know what I need? I need a break. I need a vacation. And so he sent his wife and his four daughters across the sea to England, and he was gonna go join them later after he took care of and wrapped up business, and so he sent them on a boat. And, and while they were traveling across the sea, there was a terrible, tragic shipwreck, and over 200 people died, and four of those 200 were his four sons. And so we go from a guy who's doing pretty well and has everything you know, has kind of maybe a, an artificial peace to losing almost everything, losing his son. Now he's lost his four daughters. His, his wife survived, made it to England and sent a message back saying, survived alone, what do I do? And so he, he got on a boat and he started heading over there. Can you imagine this level? Maybe some of you can because maybe you've experienced some real brokenness and heartache. 
Can you imagine where he's at and he gets on a boat and he's sailing across to join his wife having lost almost everything and on his way across, the captain of the boat comes to him and he says, Horatio, I just want you to know that we're crossing over the spot right now where the shipwreck happened and where your sons were lost. And Horatio Spafford wrote this. He wrote these words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Man, that's peace, isn't it? I can't imagine, I mean, everything going well to where he was and he's sailing over and he's seeing the sea billows and and he's filled with the peace of Christ, the Prince of Peace. And he's able to write these words, it is well with my soul. Man, that, I think that's a, a picture of shalom, shalom, perfect peace, the peace that our Savior came to bring. Uh, the second part of this says, those whose minds, he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, who trust in him. So the idea here is the way that you get that shalom, shalom is by putting your trust and your hope and your focus on God, by thinking with your mind on him, not on the chaos, not on the circumstances. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And so I get this picture of him sailing across and he's going over this place of brokenness but he's able to write, it is well with my soul because he's focused on the almighty God, the Prince of Peace. Friday night, I, uh, I went over to Westchester Hospital to visit Carol Stewart, and, and I knew he had had a, a rough day, but I didn't really know what I was walking into. I didn't know that those would be the last hours that he spent with us here on earth. And I walked into a room with a family um, that was hurting and friends that were hurting and uh, Doug Dunlap, one of the former pastors here, he was on staff here for a while, he was there as a chaplain, and, uh, and he said, hey, I'm gonna put this phone down and we're gonna listen to some worship music. And he said, you know, let's just worship together. And all of a sudden, in this moment of like pain and loss, gathered around with family, all of a sudden our minds were focused on the almighty God, the Prince of Peace. And it wasn't brokenness and pain. Yeah, there's sadness. It was worship. Because we had shalom, shalom. The peace that comes from the Prince of Peace. If you want shalom, shalom, put your trust, put your focus in him. And so he goes on in verse four, the prophecy goes on and says, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. I love this, the rock eternal. What do you think of when you think of a rock? Come on, throw something out there. What do you think of? Solid, sturdy, not going anywhere. I, I think of like going out west and you see these big boulders and these big rocks that have been there forever. And guess what? They're not going anywhere. Have any of you ever go gone and stood on the beach right next to where the water hits? What happens? 
The sand moves and goes away and comes back and it's shifting and it's moving. This says, put your trust in in Christ because Christ, the Lord, is the rock eternal. He's solid. He's not going anywhere. Language we use, he was before any of this. He was. He existed. He is. He exists today and he is to come. He will be forever. The Prince of Peace was and is, and is to come, and is the rock eternal. If you want to put your trust in something, listen, you can put your trust in a lot of different things. Um, I would encourage you to put your trust in the rock eternal. Maybe, maybe you've put your trust in uh, finances. If you put your trust in things like that, you're going to be living like this. Gas prices down here. Any of you looked, I probably shouldn't bring this up. I'm sorry to bring this up. Any of you looked at your, you know, like retirement stuff lately, if you have it? It's easy to live here if you put your trust in finances, maybe relationships. If you put your trust in relationships, I'm just going to guess that you're living here. But the Lord is the rock eternal, the rock eternal. And so verse 7 says, the path of the righteous is level You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. See, when we put our trust in the rock eternal, it's solid. He's not going anywhere. He was, he is, he is to come. When we put our trust in him, he makes our path level. We can live not here. We can live in perfect peace. No matter what's going on around us, we can have perfect peace. I have a, a friend or an acquaintance on Facebook, and a couple weeks ago they posted something, and, and it just kind of broke my heart. I'm going through some stuff, and, and it just became really apparent to me that, that they're kind of living here. And by the way, it's no one in here, so don't look around, don't, don't try, it's, but they're just living here. And honestly, it broke my heart because I thought, man, I wish you had the shalom, shalom, the peace of Christ where you don't have to drop off here. You can just have peace. I had a youth pastor in high school. His name was Pastor Dave, Dave Johnson. He was just this, I mean, he looked like a rock. He was solid, like my height, just, I mean, not like a bodybuilder, just a solid, he was a rock. And, and, but he wasn't just a rock in his appearance. He wasn't just strong. He wasn't just solid. He also just, he lived here. He didn't get too high, he didn't get too low, he just had peace. And we went to Peru together. I shared about my Peru trip several weeks ago when Dr. Garmin was here. We went to Peru and we're going through all these crazy things and Dave is just here. He couldn't be shaken. That's who we need to be in Christ. If we put our trust in the solid rock, he makes our path straight. He makes our path level. We don't have to live like this. We don't have to run for our lives one day and then be happy the next. And then, oh, gas prices raised. Oh, finances aren't going good. Oh, job, health. We can't control those things. But in Christ, we can have perfect peace. I know that not everyone believes the same thing politically, but one of the things that I think was just such an awesome moment for me, uh, last year we celebrated the anniversary of 9-11, celebrated's a weird word to use, 
Um, but we celebrated the, you know, the people that were heroes in that and the people that came together. One of the things that I will never forget about that time was I, I remember this crazy thing had happened to our country. And if, if you were around and you remember that, it was just kind of chaos when that was happening and nobody knew what was going on and we didn't know what was gonna happen. But there was this awesome moment where our president, President Bush, the next day, went to the Yankees game and he stepped out on the mound and he threw the first pitch of the baseball game and it was just like, everything's gonna be okay. He had that, that steadiness. I don't care what you thought about him, that's not important. He had that steadiness. That's what this is talking about, that, that if we put our trust in the rock, he will make our paths straight. Steady, level. Verse 8 says, Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desires of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. And so, so this is the part we, we talked about. It, there's the city, the strong city. We have, we have peace. He gives perfect peace to those who are steadfast, who trust in him. We put our trust in the rock. He makes our path level. And now it says, so how do we live today? Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. See, I, I, we talked earlier about the fact that there's a lot of brokenness and pain in the world around us. But we know that the Savior that came is coming again. And one day, there's a city of salvation, a strong city. Salvation's its walls. And one day, these things, hope, peace, love, and joy, will be filling everything. But in the meantime, we walk in the ways of your laws. We worship the Prince of Peace. I prayed this earlier today. I said, Lord, fill your church with your peace. But Lord, then send us to be instruments of your peace. We're not just called to receive it, we're called to live it. And so Isaiah says, yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name, your renown are the desires of our hearts. We live for you, we live for your kingdom. We worship, you guys know we worship more than just when we sing, right? We worship every day by living for the kingdom. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. And so the Lord, the Prince of Peace today, we wait, we prepare. But today, we can have shalom, shalom through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And today, we can live that out. In a broken, chaotic world, we can be instruments of his peace. Verse 12 says, Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we've accomplished, you've done for us. I love how this ends. It says, Lord, our God, other lords beside you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. This is where, this is where I think we live today. This is where we need to live as the church. The truth of the matter is for the Israelites, for us, that there are other powers, there are other things that lord over us on this earth. There's a government, whether you agree with it or not, that we are subject to. There are things we can't control. There are authorities. We can't control health. We can't control all of these different things. There are things that have power over us. And, 
And in this prophecy, it says, Lord, at times, other things, other people, other nations have lorded over us. And if we're being honest, the people of God way too often put their trust and allowed those things to lead them. We're living in the same place today. There's things all around us that have power, but not, that's not who we live for. We live for the Prince of Peace, Lord our God. Other lords beside you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. We, the people of God, in 2022, the second week of Advent, that Advent, the Prince of Peace, we are to live for his glory, for his name. And when he fills us with his peace, he makes us instruments of his peace. And so here's the question. The worship team's gonna come up, and here's the question I have for you today. Do you have shalom, shalom? Do you have the peace of Christ? Are you is your trust, is your hope in the rock eternal? Is he making your path straight? If not, listen, today it's simple. The Prince of Peace came to give you peace. Accept it. Put your trust, put your mind, put your focus on him, and you can have peace. And then my second question today, do you have the shalom, shalom? The second question is this, are you an instrument of shalom in the world around you? Maybe there's situations in your life, maybe there's relationships that are broken and hurting. You know what, I believe that God's plan and God's will is for his people to be instruments of peace in our relationships. In a world that's hurting and broken, God calls us to be instruments of peace. So I wanna ask you the question, thank you so much for responding last week with hope. If you look in front of you, there should be a card in one of the seats. And today as we sing this last song, I just wanna encourage you to think about the shalom, shalom of the Prince of Peace. And I want you to think about what that means in your life and what that calls you to. What does it look like for you to receive his peace, his shalom, and to be an instrument of his peace and shalom to the world around you. You can fill it out on this card. We'll send you another email this week, and if you want to respond then, that's fine. But as we sing this last song, I want you to pray, and I want you to surrender yourself completely and say, Lord, give me your peace. Help me to live completely for you, and help me to be an instrument for you in the world around me. Father, we love you. We thank you for this, this opportunity to worship you together. And I pray for your peace to dwell in your people. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you that we're not left on our own in this brokenness. But Lord, you fill us with your peace. So fill us now and then send us. Help us to be peace to the world around us. In Jesus' name.